0: Good evening, everyone. These days, one form of communication which many people have chosen is through these uh, social networking, uh, more especially on WhatsApp. There are a lot of things that are posted on WhatsApp. Some are very interesting. Some too, when you either watch or listen, uh, you don't have a clue what people are talking about. Not long ago, I received a a WhatsApp video sent to me by a friend. And I think I sent some of uh, uh, this video to some of the members here and other friends because I found that video very uh, educative and also uh, interesting. Uh, In the video, we saw uh, a gentleman and uh, his two daughters in the shop. Uh, I don't know what actually happened before that, but in the video, all we saw is this man uh, trying to teach his five-year-old daughter maybe less than uh, between four and five years, how to say sorry and apologize to the big sister whom she has offended. But the child refuses to apologize to the sister. And the man try and took all his time for uh, trying to you know, tell this child why he should apologize to the big sister. And this little child said no i'm not going to apologize because it was an accident and the dad said yeah i know it's an accident but it's still no need to apologize to your sister in fact the man tried but this child was adamant he's refusing to apologize to the sister to the extent that some of the shoppers those around were even annoyed that the the man is taking a lot of time for this little child uh and some started saying that why not beat her smack her pull her hair maybe she will do that but the dad just looked at these you know intruders uh and did not mind what they were saying but it took his time to advise this little kid to say sorry to the big sister and he finally warned because the child finally agreed to say sorry to the sister. Now, something else happened after that, but I don't want us to go uh, uh, to what happened. I sent a video to some of you, so uh, some of you are aware of what I'm talking about. My interest here is how the dad took his time to teach this little child, about five-year-old daughter, how to say sorry and apologize to the big sister. The patience that that had to teach this child is what interests me. In fact, when I got the video, I watched it with my family. And the point I wanted to carry across to my boys is that it is important to say sorry to when you offend somebody. It's a little word sorry, but it is very, very, very difficult. When you think that I'm right, I don't need to say sorry. The dad had patience for this child until the child accepted to say sorry to the big sister. Why this tonight? Who are all parents here? If you're a parent, raise your hand. Yeah. And if you are not, you will be one day and i'm going to talk about parental responsibilities and what god has given us as parents okay to do for our children raising our children the way you want them to be it's not an easy task god is aware of the difficulties sometimes faced by a parent but he still wants us to keep up this challenge and do all we can for our children. In fact, it becomes more difficult and stressful if this responsibility is shouldered by only a single parent. It is not God's intention that only one parent bring up child or children. There was a studies done in America by one professor called Dr. Paul Amato, who was a professor of family sociology, and uh, demography at Pennsylvania State University. And this study shows that children who grow up with both biological parents in the same household are less likely to experience variety of cognitive, emotional and social problems as compared to children raised by a single parent. Now, there may be a situation that you can't help it. Single parenting have to go on. For instance, if there's a death of a parent, okay? Or if there is a divorce, or if the child is born to a, 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 a father who is not responsible or a mother who is not concerned about the child that you know he's giving birth to. is go to only one person taking care of this child. Now, in 1960s, nearly about 90% of babies that were born in America, born to couples that are married. But today, as we speak, about 40% are born to women who are either single or living with non-married partners. That is America. I know if we come to Britain, the same will go on. So there's no doubt that single parenting has come to say, and we need to see see that way. That means many women or some dads are going to be responsible and shoulder all this responsibility by themselves to care for their children. Parenting is a hard work. And I do respect parents who are able to raise their children to become men and women of God. I do respect them because it's a hard work. To be a good and a caring parent is not only to put food on the table for your children or to buy expensive clothes or expensive things for them. Now, putting food on the table or buying all these expensive things are the least every parent can do. But the important thing is, if you provide all these things and you don't provide them with God, Jesus says something, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and loses his soul? For what can a man give in return of his soul? Mark chapter 8, verse 36, 37. Again, Jesus said, one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Meaning, putting these two passages together, it appears Jesus is more concerned about the person's soul rather than the material needs we provide to them as a parent. It doesn't mean or doesn't suggest that parents should not provide material needs for their children. But what it does mean is that providing the physical needs is as important as thinking about their souls. I'm speaking to Christians here. So you have to understand me from that point of view. We do all our best to care for our children. But if we deny them by telling them about God, we do them harm. Because their souls is so much important. To God, it's important. Giving birth to a child comes with a responsibility. Yes. The difference between a non-believing parent and a Christian parent is that the Christian parent does not only provide for their physical needs, but also ensure their children go closer to God. We have to go extra mile because we have a God-given responsibilities in addition to providing physical needs for our kids. These responsibilities, if we implement it carefully, will have positive impact on the upbringing of our children. For Christian parents, God expects us to do more. As long as our children live under our roof, God expects us to care, to train, to guide and to direct them in the way they should go regardless of their age so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. They can be one year, 12 years, 21 years. If they are still under your roof, God expects you as a parent, be a single parent or a couple, God expects you to bring them in a godly way. Leaving your godly responsibility can be dangerous. I never thought of this, the seriousness of this. Until I started considering certain passages. I think this morning Adam quoted some of these passages. I need to reaffirm it here. Now, the first passage I want us as parents to consider is 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, which says If anyone does not take care of his own relative, especially his immediate family, he has denied the faith. And it's worse than an unbeliever. And it's worse than an unbeliever. Underline that in your heart. If you cannot provide for your own relative, especially immediate family, God sees you as an unbeliever. Passage number two, I want us to consider saying, and this was also uh, uh, told by Adam this morning, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. I quote, If a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? Unquote. Though this is in reference to the elders' qualification, it is very It is every uh, Christian responsibility to ensure that he or she manages his own household so that he or she can be relied upon in times of need. To be a time that maybe the church needs you to do something. Okay. To lead God's church, you need to be a responsible parent that you can control your own children. So here... It's not only the duty of the elders because a person must have these qualifications before he can be appointed as an elder. So every Christian, whether a man or a woman, you need to be able to control your children so that he can lead God's church. Quotation number three. And I'm paraphrasing this from Hebrews chapter 12 verse 8. Where the writer says, "I quote, paraphrasing," children without parental discipline or training becomes illegitimate children and not sons. Hebrews 12:8. So that means, if children do not have parental guidance or parental discipline in the sight of God, these children become illegitimate children and not sons. It is parents' responsibility to legitimize their own children in the sight of God by disciplining or training them. I'll give you examples of some you know, parents in the past who tried to ensure that their children go closer to God. And these are examples for us. The first parents I'll talk about is Hannah and Elkanah. Now, Hannah promised to give her son to God even before the child was born. Maybe you know the story. Can read from 1 Samuel chapter one, verse ten to eleven. He, uh, she actually fulfilled this promise when the child was born and reached a toddler stage. Hannah sent this child to the temple or the house of God to stay there as she promised or she vowed to God. We know that Samuel later became one of the greatest judges in Israel because of the good foundation his parents laid, especially the input from her mother. The second parents we talk about is Mary and Joseph. This is something every child will know. They sent their son to the temple and dedicated him to the Lord when the son was a baby. And the child became so attached to God to extent that at age 12, when he was lost for three days, he was found in a temple sitting among God's people. Luke chapter 2, verse 22. And this child later became the savior of the world. Maybe you argue that, well, Jesus was God, so this is nothing serious. What you have to understand that Jesus, being a deity, God, was also fully human. So the parents did their bit to train Jesus. When he was a child and tried to always send him to uh, um, the the church or the temple at that time. So Jesus, when he was growing, was always closer to God. And this is because of what his parents did. And the last parents uh, we talk about is actually uh, Lois and Eunice who is a mother and a grandmother, who taught Timothy about God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Their training helped and prepared Timothy for the ministry of God, even before Paul adopted him. He later became one of the greatest evangelists in the first century period. And if you read the letters that Paul wrote to him, First and Second Timothy, uh, you can see the job that Timothy did. And this is because the mother and grandmother trained him, taught him about God. And that helped him to become a renowned preacher or evangelist. What are we to do as parents? What are we to do? First, talk about parental control. Why is parental control necessary? As far as some of our household gadgets are concerned, we have this a lot of, Uh, gadgets like a television set, uh, you know, computers and uh, mobile phones that we use, some of them have this kind of parental control, which parents use to control their children. Why is that important? Now, those who made these gadgets saw the need to control their children from what they see or watch peer or download, because they, w- they don't want these children to be influenced with these harmful things that we see on our internets, on our TVs, and what we hear on the radio. So they just put this in some of these guys so that you as a parent will use it to control your children from these harmful things that are not meant for their consumption. But how many of us use those that? How many of us as parents even bother? Some of us have young children who have televisions in their rooms. Do you know wh- wh- what they watch? They have their own computers, laptops. Do you know which sites they go? Do you know who they communicate with? Today, these social media, they have their own mobile phone. They can chat with anybody. Do you know who they chat with? Do we care who is influencing our children? Parents, we have a responsibility to control because there are a lot of things that are not good for children. Some of these are these kind of movies that have strong languages and, you know, sexual scenes, violence, gambling, drugs, pornography, and a lot of things that are harmful for our kids. That is why it's important we have to control our children. But we are guilty, including myself, because I don't know all the sides that my children you know, go, and who they chat with. And some of these children are now on the street doing a lot of harmful things, because of the influence they get from all these social media. Two is parental care. The basic care for every parent their children is to feed, clothe, protect, and to defend them. If one cannot provide these basic needs for a child, then he or she is not ready to be a parent. He does not qualify to be a parent. These days, there are many young people in this generation who rush in to become teenage parents. Not planned though. Moreover, they do not have a clue what parental responsibilities are. I will advise all parents to discourage their, especially their teenage children from engaging in this early relationship which pushed them into sex before marriage, unwanted pregnancies, which lead them to abortion or becoming premature parents. Three is parental training or teaching. A quote from Deuteronomy chapter six, verse six. These words that I command you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. And this is what God told Moses to let Israel know. Now, combining this quote to what we know from Proverbs 22, 6, train a child or train up your child the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. God expects us as parents to ensure that both physical and spiritual needs is provided to these children. Therefore, apart from ensuring that your children get closer to God, parents are also to train, to guide, to teach. Them everything that will shape their future to make them useful to their own future family, their community, and be good citizens to their country. Training them to assist in all household activities such as cooking, cleaning, ironing, etc., and also training them to speak and to be polite to other people is for their own benefit. In fact, if you deny your child, from doing all these hassle things like cleaning now you you are denying her or him a big, big, big thing because in future, this is what he's going to do. And as parents, it is our responsibility to train them. I mean, they reach an age, they become lazy. They don't want to do anything. Even their own room, they don't want to clean it. But you have to ensure that they do it because a time will come, they will leave you and form their own family. If they haven't got any training like that, what do you think will happen? That is why these days, so many marriages break up just in a month. You see them, they do exchange this kind of vows, okay, by one month. Why? Because the girl cannot cope. The man cannot cope. Even how to clean the room. Nobody wants to show their responsibility. They were not trained to do that. So we have to do as a parent to train them. It's our godly responsibility. For his parental guidance, it is very important to guide your children using the word of God these days. This is because the whole upbringing of our children in this generation is influenced greatly by peer pressure, social media, internet, television, ungodly society, and ungodly leaders we have in our country. These are the forces that control our children. In Judges uh, Judges chapter 17 verse six, in those days, there were no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Today, there's no fear of God in our societies. And everyone is doing what he feels is right in his own eyes. Now, same-sex marriage has become acceptable in our law books. Nothing is seen wrong about this kind of boy and girl relationship that are unhealthy. And even sometimes it's creeping into our churches, which is dangerous. And parents, we have to talk to our children. If we don't teach them, if we don't guide them, if you don't control them, if don't guide them what to wear, these forces are going to teach them what to wear. And you see your girl coming with this meniscus that exposes the whole body. And as a Christian parent, I don't think you want to see this. Because that is what he sees on the internet. That is what he sees on the television. But you have to guide. If you don't guide them with your friends, they will choose the friends for them. And these friends are going to control them. They will show them how to smoke. They will show them how to drink. They will show them how to chase boys and girls. And as a Christian parent, would you be happy if your children go this direction? Guide them when it comes to relationships. This is very important. When they get to the age of adolescence, they naturally become handsome young men and beautiful young ladies. Like blossom flower and insects, they become attractive to one another, but they are too young and immature to handle the consequences resulting from this relationship therefore they need parental counsel and guidance my humble advice to all christian parents is that if these are young and are in school do not encourage this relationship as it predisposes them to sex before marriage and sometimes heartbreaking if it doesn't go well for them apart from this it also have negative impact on their education. Some can even drop off from school because of relationships. Please parents, guide your children, and discourage them from these relationships until they are ready to take full responsibility for themselves, complete the education, have jobs, and if possible, they have their own house. For you, encourage these things. Parents, let me remind you that things are falling apart in our generation. There is no more godly society, no good morals, and there is no hope. For our teenagers and young adults today, the only hope they have is the church. The church is the only hope. It is here that we can guide teach and protect them but if we also compromise our values there wouldn't be any future for the lost church so teachers preachers it is our duty to teach guide and to protect our young folks, so that they will not be succumbed by the pressure that is going on in their world guide them to choose christ when it, the time comes the best gifts you can give to your child is not the latest iphone a computer or a car but christ who can provide them with everlasting life bear in mind that the true religion and the gospel of our lord jesus christ is not attractive in this generation it's not attractive to them even our own children The gospel is not attractive to them. Therefore, Christian parents have responsibility to make the gospel attractive to their own children. Do not assume because they are young and attend church or meetings with you, this will continue forever. It will come to time that they will reach certain age, they will not follow you. What they need from you when they come to the age of decision, please sit them down, teach them as you carry the Bible to somebody's house to teach the person. Your own children, you need to sit them down, teach them about Christ, about his church, and the need to become a Christian. If you fail to do that, you know, thinking that, oh, he's been with me since he was born and going to do that, no way. Paul says, "Is the only, the gospel that can save if we deny them the gospel, You fail. They cannot continue to be Christians. So it is our responsibility as parents to give them the gospel. Paul says the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It is only the gospel that ushers one into Christ. Therefore, if we neglect our duty, We are putting their souls in danger. Not every parent can win. Some children may choose their own way and ignore parental counsel. That is true. It is easy for parents to meet resistance from their children as they try even to teach them about Christ. That can also happen. But do not feel guilty if this happens. As not everyone will accept Christ in life. John says, and I quote from John 1 verse 11. He came to that which is his own, but his own did not receive him. Christ, his own people did not receive him. And this morning, Adam quoted this. As if some of this quotation, uh, Adam stole it from me or me stole it from Adam. Anyway. And then John chapter seven verse five says, uh, "For even his own brothers did not believe in him." So it will come to time that there will be tag of war between parents and their children, especially when they get to this teenage or younger adults. You understand? You can get that kind of friction, and they will not, you know, accept things from you. Don't worry at all. The important thing is you have told them and they have chosen to live their own life. God will not hold you accountable for that. But what you have to feel guilty about is if you fail to tell them about Christ, then they have to be guilty. Because remember in Samuel chapter 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 22-26, Eli has two children who are very bad children. Do you know what? God punished these two children but Eli did not go scot-free because he failed to discipline his children. So parents, it's our responsibility that God has given us this uh, godly responsibility. We need to uh, use them and help our children. And to come to an end, I I will assure all of you as we have in a, uh, you know, Ghanaian language, it is bent, but it's not broken. We can still straighten them. So, if you have, or you live with your children, and they have not become Christians, it is important that just start advertising Christ to them. Please, don't delay, because a time will come they will not heed to the word. And as we learn this morning, when we're studying the church, the church is so important to us. Why not our own children? Sometimes you see some parents can go and say, we are going to evangelism, to evangelize people, whereas his own family, is sitting there, as if they don't also need it. Charity begins at home. We need to start from our home so that our family And become Christians. Thank you very much. And I hope this will help us as we strive to serve Christ. It will also ensure that our children also come to know God. God bless you all. Amen. (laughs)